Welcome to An American's Guide to Bollywood, where today we're talking about My Name is Khan, a Shah Rukh Khan movie about an autistic man who takes a journey across America to fight racial profiling post 9-11. I'm Hannah, and this is the second movie in our Indians in America series. So this movie, Shah Rukh Khan is the main character, and we see him start out as a child who is developmentally very different. And I don't know, I guess he doesn't get the term autistic until he gets to America, I don't or know I, when they, you start they saying They really say yeah. Asperger's, and I don't remember when they start saying that. And I'm not sure what their designation of Asperger's versus autistic is, because he seems pretty high up on the spectrum to yeah. be called autistic. I mean, in my understanding of it, which is based purely on what films and TV have told me, right? Asperger's syndrome is a very mild form of autism, yeah, that's what I thought, too. And now, of course, they're kind of saying that Asperger's isn't really a separate thing from autism. It's just like since it's a scale. Um, but yeah, that's what I thought. It was always portrayed as like really very functional in society. Maybe you can't read all the social cues and everything like that. But I, he seemed sometimes he seemed like he could get along on his own. And then sometimes I was like, I'm worried about you. Yeah. And the fact that he was so upset by the color yellow that he like literally couldn't cross the street like that, that is problematic. And he couldn't even think clearly enough to like think of another way around the problem. Mm -hmm. Even though he's like a savant about other things. Yeah. So it just seemed like they were kind of trying to soften it by saying he has Asperger's, but then at the same time, they made his character pretty autistic. Yes. Um, which is fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but it was a weird kind of thing where they specified it and then, like, seemed to be all over the place. But I don't know what an Indian's understanding of that would be, so. Yeah, that's that's true. Who knows? So he, as a child, has this teacher <laughs> who only takes him on because he's like, can recite all this stuff in English and is, I don't want to call him smart because it smart isn't necessarily what's going on when you can recite a bunch of things. Right. He has a good memory. Right. So he's a good memory, but he is actually kind of a genius about working out problems. He fixes a flooding situation. He's really good at fixing mechanical things. That's what it is. Which, you know, again, like you don't, you, you, you get, like, one thing to be super smart about. Usually, if you're highly autistic, it's not everything. Yeah. He <laughs> was great at everything. Well, and what's weird is that, like, he is so good at fixing all mechanical things, and his brother knows this, and yet later on his brother gets him a job in sales. Oh, it's so weird. Do you know how much he could get paid as yeah. a... Well, and, I mean, I, I saw that he gave him a sales job, and I was like, do you want your brother to fail? Is this revenge? Yeah. And his brother's not portrayed as wanting him to fail. So he yeah. has a brother who's very jealous of him as a child, which is totally a thing that happens because his mother is giving him all the attention because mm-hmm. he's the one that needs a lot of help. And so right. and then when his he normal brother gets 
gets kind of ignored. Exactly. Because then when he accomplishes something, it's a much bigger deal. And she's bragging to all her friends and like this poor kid. Yeah. I mean, it's totally fair. So he leaves when he's 18 and goes off to America. He goes to a college. He gets married. He settles down in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And then he wants to, I mean, he's clearly a good guy because he still wants to move his mother and brother out to America to be with him. Yeah. She's like, I'm not leaving without your brother. And he's like, I know. <laughs> I'm getting him, sponsoring him too. I'm getting him a visa to calm down. Yeah. Because <laughs> it should also be obvious to everyone that he can't live by himself. Although yeah. I guess he's living with his brother and sister-in-law when he goes to America. They do not address that, and I'm just now realizing it. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's implied, because I feel like for Indians, it would be implied that you'd live in your family group. Especially if there's any kind of thing where it's off, and then their mother died before she was even able to get over there. Yeah. So then it's especially like, well, now your brother is your responsibility, which I'm sure made him super happy. The brother was actually a really good character, because I feel like he was one of the most realistic people in the entire movie. Oh, me too. He had flaws, but they didn't overwhelm him. Like, he wasn't a villain. But even when he was doing the things he was supposed to be doing, he didn't seem like he was happy about it. He just seemed like he was doing them. Right, exactly. Like all of us do. Right. Yeah. Uh, you. It's, it's not either, you, you know, you do something big for your parents or, you know, other, other family take care of them. It's not usually, oh, I hate this and I'm going to get them. Or like, well, I'm a saint, so this is fine with me. Yeah, I love spending all my time dealing with your weird problems. Exactly. So he moves to America. He, his brother gets him a job in sales, which is ridiculous. But so it like leads makeup him makeup and cosmetics of all things. Like, yeah, this dude can't read social cues. He's never been around women except for his mother. And then they send him off to talk to a bunch of um, salons, salons by himself, by himself, just like wandering around San Francisco by himself. Yeah, I mean, good thing we already addressed that his English is amazing. But, I mean, if you're selling to just your average, like, white Mm -hmm. sales people, I don't know that his English was so good that with, combined with his autism, they'd be like, yes, please, sign me up for that. Well, that's the thing. I really don't think they would have. And, you know, he did have a strong accent. And, you know, that kind of thing makes people, people have feelings about that. They have opinions about it. Yes. And so all of that stuff combined, he's really got an uphill battle. He does. Okay. But thankfully he meets a wonderful Indian woman who uh, he starts a relationship with and it goes surprisingly well. Kajal, the beautiful Kajal. Yes. Paired up for like the millionth time, Mm -hmm. the two of them. And not the last. Yeah. And then... 9-11 9-11 happens. And mm-hmm. so he is Muslim. We didn't mention he's Muslim. But his name is Khan. So. <laughs> right. Which Indians believe that Americans know that that means he's Muslim. And that is not the case. I cannot emphasize enough. We do not know that. I didn't know until this movie. Yeah. We were watching Indian movies for, what, was it like literal years? And it was It was a good together. long time of watching Indian movies and... I didn't know until this until I saw this movie the first time, and it explicitly stated yeah. that Khan means you're Muslim, and I didn't know that. No, and we never realized. I mean, we were even like, we even knew that all of these actors were Muslim, and we still never were like, Khan must be a Muslim name. I yeah, mean, it did, I didn't even think about no, it. No, me either. And so that's something that, you know, as far as discrimination goes... Your name is unlike the name Khan, at least, 
is unlikely to be part of it. I mean, as far, at least as far as identifying you as Muslim, because Americans just don't know that. Yeah, but it's not, it's not Arabic sounding enough. No. And I need it to sound super Arabic before I'm just automatically going to assume you're Muslim. Also, if people think that you're Indian, they, they're not going to think that you're Muslim. Yeah. People don't even know. Most people don't know that there are, I say a lot. A significant amount of Muslims. Minority, but yeah, yeah, a significant amount of Muslims enough that there's, you know, tension even within the country about it. But Americans really don't know that. Americans assume Indians are Hindus. That's it. Maybe Buddhists, but really mostly Hindu. Maybe, maybe they know about Jains, but honestly. Probably not. Yeah. That's a pretty deep dive. It's, I mean, yeah. <laughs> they have a lot of confidence in Americans' knowledge Thank of these things. Thank you so, for yeah. estimating us. <laughs> well, it's, it's a double-edged sword in this movie. Oh, yeah. It's not good, I yeah. guess. It's, it's not used for good. We're both more knowledgeable about minorities, but also more hateful toward them because of it. Like, a lot more hateful toward Indians than, than we ever would be. Except- okay, because the thing is, this is about discrimination post 9-11. So it's right. very specific about Muslim discrimination. So I will say the exception is Sikhs because there are a lot of rednecks out there that think that if you have anything on your head, yes, you are Muslim and that's the end of the story. And most people don't know what Sikhs are. Yeah. Well, now I see, now I see someone walking down the street and I'm like, Hey, there's a Sikh. Yeah. <laughs> But you're right, yeah, Sikhs would get, and they do show some Sikhs getting profiled here, and actually in Dallas after 9-11, there was a Sikh guy that got killed the day after. Oh, so sad. Yeah, so. Someone just shot him. And it was 100% because of 9-11, like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, the guy who did it was not hiding it. Yeah. So the rest of the movie is kind of about the problems of racial discrimination well, religious discrimination, I don't know what you want to call it. Because it's, it's theoretically based yeah. on the fact that people are Muslims. But that winds up mostly being discrimination against Arabic people. Yeah, that is true. I, it's so interesting. I did think of it as racial profiling. But I guess, really, this movie did assume that everyone thought the people they were harassing were... Or knew, I guess, that they were Muslims. Yeah. And... Not even, like, mistaken... Well, except for the Sikh thing. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of about both, just because... Yeah. I, I mean, they're so they're so linked. I don't think you can have one without the other, because any kind of discrimination like that is usually based on at least some type of misconception. Well, yeah, because stuff. white or black people, if they're Muslim, were not getting pulled over in airports. Yes. Well, exactly. So, this movie is... I think that if you like... I mean, like, I don't want to wholeheartedly recommend it because I don't personally care much about this movie. I don't either. But I think that if you like Forrest Gump, you will like this movie. Mm -hmm. I didn't care much for Forrest Gump. So I think these two movies would appeal to the same audience. Yep. I never watched Forrest Gump because I don't think I would like it. But people are nuts for it. (laughs) Yeah. And people were nuts for this. I mean, you know, Indians were nuts for this. And I can see also the patriotism and, like, yeah, that's right, factor, uh, going a long way. And this is also, it's kind of made clear in a couple scenes of this movie that they're not just talking about, like, 
those Americans should be ashamed of themselves for discriminating against Muslims. What they're also talking about is Hindus should be more accepting of Muslims in India. Yeah, because it starts, his lessons about this divide start over there. Yeah. There's a lot going on in this movie. I don't even think that he needed to be autistic to go on this journey. Well, he had to be autistic because that's the only person who would take his wife's yeah thing her his wife's outburst angry outburst literally enough to actually decide to go on a quest to tell the president that he's <laughs> his name is Khan and he's not a terrorist yeah so her son his adopted son mm-hmm. is killed in a post 9-11 in a theoretically post 9-11 bout of anger by like seven years or something yeah it is six years after 9-11 and it's by a bunch of school children a soccer related fatality (laughs) yeah so doesn't he get like a like the ultimate thing that kills him is like a soccer ball to the stomach oh I don't remember like he's Houdini or something yeah the thing is the death scene had so little impact on me that I didn't even. Well, I don't even remember just, it. Because he just fell down, and I was like, well, "He's dead." I mean, you I don't want to show no. tons of violence against a child, and I don't want to watch it. But it no. is kind of weird when people just like you're like, "Oh, they're dead from that." You do have to have something where, you're, or you're either don't show it, or just have one thing that realistically seems like it could kill a person. A stomach, yeah, a soccer ball in a stomach doesn't really cut it, but. Mm. So so that's why he's on this quest and his wife's angry at him and she blames him because his last name is Khan and so her son took the last name Khan and so now everyone thinks he's a Muslim. So there's a lot of problems with this, starting with the fact that he's been going to this school for over six years because yeah. we're shown that he they moved to the area they're in before 9-11 happened. Yeah, so that's he's, true. Yeah, so he's been going to the school for over six years. If people don't know he's a Hindu by now and that he's Indian. And it's such a small town and it's majority, like a vast majority white, that it seems really unlikely that especially as, like, kids, his friends wouldn't have asked him questions. They wouldn't have, I mean... They were close to other families. I mean, kids would have gone over to his house and been like, oh, things are weird here. Tell me about your life. Well, and I think that, honestly, that's the type of thing where the teacher would be like, tell us that, about your religion. And that, that happens you know? a lot. They're like, ooh. Especially, easy lesson plan. Exactly. <laughs> Especially, like, this is Northern California. It's not like Hindu-related things were not popular then. I mean, right. yoga is just the first thing. Like, oh, people were all yeah. over. I mean, and are. Like, so the fact that you're Indian Hindu. beauty salon stuff, henna. I mean, yeah. All that stuff. Oh, my gosh. People love it. Yeah. That, they probably would have known you were Hindu. And the other thing is, so this child has more of an accent than he should have, and I'm sure it's because they brought an actor from India. Which, thank goodness they did, because everyone they didn't bring from India was... It was terrible, yeah. Thumbs down. But he would have had no accent, because that he was born and raised too. in America, and he yeah. would have been so westernized yeah. that he wouldn't have really stood out, even yeah. with his skin color. Because by that point, if you've known someone that long... And they're they're so culturally similar to you. You don't really think about the differences very often because no. you're just used to this person existing the way they are. Yeah, no, I went to school with an Indian boy. I mean, I only realized after the fact that he probably was Hindu, but 
yeah, I mean, nobody ever, he was one of the popular kids. No one ever brought up that he was Indian. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's not a thing. You don't think about it. Yeah. You know, if you tell kids something's normal, they're going to believe you. And if someone seems normal. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, that, that boy was American. He was American and he was friends with another white boy who was his neighbor. Mm-hmm. And they didn't show him as being a weird social outcast to where all of a sudden everything you do gets made fun of because you're just a weird social outcast. So you're fair game. Like that's the yeah. type of person who gets made fun of for everything. Exactly. Otherwise, you're just a normal kid that everyone doesn't really think about very much. Yeah. This, so one of the, the things I think would have made this movie a stronger movie overall would be if they had actually been Arabic. So mm-hmm. part of this, yeah. yeah, instead of Indian. And I get that it's an Indian movie starring Indians, so they have to be of Indian origin. But I think it was difficult when when what we're actually showing, this is so far past 9-11 Mm-hmm. that what this is actually kind of implied as being a reaction to is the ongoing war in Afghanistan. Yeah. Which is where his friend's reporter father dies. And so that's... Which is already far-fetched. Right. You know, it did happen, but not it wasn't really happen. happening in 2010 very much. And so that's what loses him his friend and who winds up hanging out with these older bullies somehow oh and they gosh. all wind up in this together kind of just through a chance it wasn't planned or anything i don't think but Mm-mm. this because this is supposedly in response to the war in afghanistan tensions running high i'm like i don't know what their parents were telling them at home because there's right. no way that a bunch of school children would have cared that much but because the war with afghanistan it's not that you never heard about it but it just didn't affect very many people. Right. It wasn't a war that was happening in America. So you would hear about soldiers dying, casualties. But, like, the other thing is, as far as wars go, the number of casualties in Afghanistan was pretty small. Yeah. So you were unlikely to have personally known someone who had someone die in Afghanistan. Yeah. And that's part of the thing with America being so big and that war not being a huge war. Yeah, they're just, like, weren't you statistically, we're not probably going to know someone. Right. And so, of course, it's awful that people were dying and the war, you know, all of that stuff. But it wasn't something that was very pressing for most Americans, especially young Americans. So yeah. you would have had to have parents that were just talking about it nonstop and had very strong opinions about it. They don't get into any of that, of course. They just need this to happen as a plot device. And the reason... I think they set this so far after 9-11 happens (laughs) is because they wanted to hit the change of George Bush to Obama. That's absolutely what it was. So we'll get into that in the spoiler section. But that's, in a sense, I feel like they did themselves a disservice because I could have believed this happened. I, I feel like it would have been much more likely that this had happened in the heat of very soon after 9-11. Right. And in, especially if somebody had had family that died in the towers. Mm-hmm. So, because weirdly, it also wasn't set in New York or near New York because it was set in California. Yeah, they wanted, because they wanted him to go on that journey. But yeah, yeah it was. So there were just things where I'm like, I feel like if they'd wanted to amp up the stakes and make this feel maybe more realistic and more directly connected to this. It, there, are way, there are ways they could have done it. And there's incidents that they show in montages that were the type of thing that were happening. 
you know, like like a Sikh being attacked wearing mm-hmm. a turban. Or someone with a store with a super Arabic sounding name being yeah. constantly heckled and having windows broken and stuff. Yeah. That's 100% the type of thing that happens. Yeah, absolutely. It is a little bit weird that her salon goes out of business because, again, people would have known that she was Indian. They wouldn't have associated her. Yeah, that but doesn't I, make any sense. Yeah, but I Plus, think this is just... really are not interested in trying to find a new hairdresser. Well, that, that's, <laughs> that's true. like, way too hard that it, it's, an, it's one of the last things you do, not one of the first. Yeah, but I think this just kind of goes to show that they're vastly overestimating Americans' knowledge of Indian culture. Right. Because um, we don't really associate Indians with Arabs. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> I don't know why. We just don't. Yeah. I guess because of the Hindu-Muslim thing, probably, actually, mm-hmm. is probably what it is. Yeah, I think that is. Anyway, there are songs in this, but there are no dances. So there's mostly yeah. just song montages. Don't worry, the movie is still super long. <laughs> still almost three hours. And... This is definitely a movie you could show anyone mm-hmm. as long as they can take a child being killed. The death is not graphic. It's more just the fact that it happens and it happens by his peers. But yeah. it's not done in any sort of gritty, realistic way. No, children are honestly probably going to be the least affected by that. <laughs> they are. But but if they can take that, they can take anything else that happens in this movie. Yeah. So it's definitely a movie you could watch with your family. There's, for as serious as some of the subject matter is, there's a lot of lighter moments too. Mm -hmm. And in fact, the message that they're trying to get across, the way they present it is not nearly as complex as they could have presented it. It is very true. To say it pretty black and white. Yeah. And so in that sense, it might actually be better for a child than movies that try and get into more complex situations. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, this might be a good movie to watch with a family in order yeah. to talk about these types of issues. So yeah, I mean, recommended with reservations. In the spoiler section, we're going to talk about some things that they think about America that are just kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, that are just like really unrealistic, that it kind of feel like they're just in there for drama's sake. But they didn't bother to ask any any of the American actors they had in this movie, which were plentiful and, as we mentioned, not very good. My favorite line in the whole movie is delivered by the reporter, the neighbor oh, reporter it's, father. It's so bad. It is. So it was definitely a well-done movie. The Indian actors in it were all really good. Shah mm-hmm. Khan was amazing as an autistic guy, and his mm-hmm. performance... If you like Shah Rukh Khan, it's definitely a performance worth watching in this film. Yeah. Kajal is very sweet. Yes. And yes. they actually don't go too crazy with her. No, they don't. And they could have. Yeah. And they kind of almost did a little bit, but like they toned it down enough to where you felt like this is still a realistic person. Yeah. It's easy for her to turn into a manic pixie dream girl. Yeah. And the kid was good, too. Yeah. So all of that was really well done. And again, this was a huge hit in India. Mm -hmm. So uh, definitely, I think it's more a matter of if you're interested in the subject matter and if you like movies like Forrest Gump. Those are really the things. (laughs) Because this isn't a movie that has a lot of subtlety and it also goes for drama over realism every time. Yep. So, yeah. So we'll talk about... (laughs) The rest of it, including the hurricane and the climax, after the interval. Oh my goodness.
So before we talk about the hurricane, which is truly one of my highlights for this movie, I want to discuss a few other things that I just feel like were unrealistic about America. So where, when? Yeah. Wow. So let's start with some of the insults that were used against oh, yeah. Arabic people, which one of them is, uh, and if you are very sensitive, don't listen, but bloody packy. Yeah, that's that's a British that's a British thing. I mean, you can tell by the word bloody. Americans literally never use the word bloody as a swear. They use it to reference blood from yeah. your body. Like that's it. Yeah, and Packy was actually a word that I'd never heard before until I saw Bend It Like Beckham, and I didn't yeah, know what it, that it was a bad thing until she was really upset by it afterward. Yeah, we wouldn't have known except for her reaction. So no one says either one of those things in America. Yeah. It, I think some of the things they showed were more impactful than some of the, the language they used. Just because yeah. the language that gets used in America that people find offensive tend to be, like, not just toss-off slurs. It tends to be, like, actual statements, like, ideological statements. Yeah. But things like... Go back where you came from. Exactly. But things like the sister-in-law getting her... Um, oh, her head... Or her, her, her headscarf. Hijab. Yeah. Snatched off her head. Yeah, that is a thing that does... It, I don't think it's super common, but I don't know that. But that is a thing that does happen. And it feels like a more realistic thing because it would be easy to do and it wouldn't seem that bad to someone who wasn't Muslim. Yeah, well, and it's a really low stakes thing that doesn't feel like a big assault that you can do but that you know is going to upset them. Exactly. And that that does happen yeah, here. That's um, the type of thing that, that yeah. would happen. So something else is that... Kajal is allowed to watch the surgery that's happening on her son through a window in the ER. Yeah. I mean, the idea of there ever being a window to any surgery room is insane, but especially not one in the ER. Yeah. I mean, not for the public to sit at. Well, normally you can't even go down the hallway that leads to the surgery room. No, that's. Yeah, that would just never happen. I mean, that was so, like, for the stakes of her watching that. Yeah. Like, there's no way that they would let her see her son dying. Mm-mm. <laughs> no. It's just awful. Well, also, you're not going to get the best surgery out of that anyway with the doctors sitting there being like, this mom's watching us. I know. We better do it right. So then she says after this, Khan has left. Mm-hmm on his journey and she's maybe talking to her sister-in-law on the phone Mm -hmm. and she says hate will help me fight this battle oh gosh so the whole message of this movie is that we should judge well it's essentially that we should judge people not by the color of their skin but the content of their character right like that's the whole message basically and so i suppose by the very fact that that is the message she is taught that that's not correct but it never feels like she actually learns that lesson yeah because it doesn't right because what's never really pointed out is that this whole hate will help me fight this battle thing well hate is exactly the reason that those kids killed your child and hate the... is how 9-11 happened i mean it's it's like everything yeah and 
is caused by that. Well, right. And this idea that hate will help me fight this battle. I mean, those kids could have said the same thing of a cultural battle. And, and it's funny. It's just so specific of like the, the comment, the thing that they were critiquing in American culture is this because of these wars and because of general attitudes, hate was kept alive very deliberately in American culture in order to fuel the battle or the wars that were happening in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. So it was so specific. Yeah. Like exactly what she was saying. Yeah. And I never really felt like that was undercut, especially because she succeeds. Her dogged persistence and inability to let anything go is what did eventually get justice for her son. Yeah. Yeah. And once she got justice for her son, like that was it. Her mission was accomplished. Yeah. But it's crazy because also that entire time she didn't seem to care that Khan was off who knows where and without is, anyone to look after him. Right. And he's not really, I mean, there were so many times when he could have gotten killed. I mean, <laughs> especially because he insisted on doing the prayers and he was very clearly Muslim. Yeah. He wore the little hat. Mm-hmm. And uh, did the prayers five times a day, no matter where he was. Mm-hmm. And would, like, say the prayers in Arabic. Yeah. So, like, it was super obvious that he was Muslim. And that plus a guy who can't really read social cues. And is made anxious by very odd things. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. So, it is a little bit weird how unconcerned she was with his general well-being. And it... I, I really liked her in the movie and I tried to be sympathetic as someone who's lost a child that uh, she would be going through stuff. But like, it was a little hard, especially so far into his journey Yeah, to feel super sympathetic. Yeah. Because the other problem is it kind of feels like the reason she forgives him at the end, like she never apologizes, does she? I don't think she does. And it kind of feels like she forgives him at the end of the movie because she reads the journal that he's been writing about how much he loves her and how much he's going to try and make this better. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I mean, he never had anything to apologize for. No. What, for existing and having a last name? For not being able to foresee that 9-11 was going to happen. Or a bunch of older kids were going to get super weird. Yeah. And vindictive. Yeah, no, it's... So that played out a little oddly. It helps... That he was stabbed pretty quickly after they got back together. Like, then they didn't really have to address anything. Well, they didn't really get back to... I mean, so so when she shows up at the end... That's what her game Just shows up. Right, she just shows up. And then he gets stabbed. And so, like, really their reunion doesn't happen until the hospital room. And by that point, right. she's already read his journal. Yes. But it is... I and it really drives me insane. A lot of shows and movies will use this kind of crisis to avoid having to talk about stuff like adults should talk about things. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, a medical emergency. Okay, well, now everything's fine. We'll never talk about what caused this again. Well, especially because the death of a child, I mean, that causes the breakup. Even without racism. and Right. That often causes the breakup of a marriage. And I would think that if, 
because he wasn't the biological father of the child, mm-hmm. I would think that would cause even more tension of, well, you don't care as much as I care. You don't, you didn't love him as much as I love him, you know? Yeah. I think that would make it so much harder. Yeah. But I mean, obviously that wasn't what this movie was about. So they don't really address any of that. I would have just been happier if she had apologized to him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for putting him through what he went through. Me too. Also, the portrayal of a California prison as essentially, like, Guantanamo Bay. Was that in California? I thought that was... It was? Okay, so... Where so he goes... That he right. At? So he is going to see George W. Bush speak at an, a college in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And this college is so excited to have George Bush there. Oh my gosh. He wasn't like a cool president for young people. Well, if he was... Unless you were at a tiny conservative college. Right. If, if it had been a college in the Deep South, it would have been different. Mm-hmm. If it was a California college, I do not care what college you're at. Like, people don't... People... Students wouldn't have been interested in hearing George Bush talk. If he'd been talking at a college, it would have been because that was a place that could hold the adult non-student population that was interested in hearing him talk. Yeah. So he's at a college in LA when he gets arrested mm-hmm. um, for yelling, I'm, my name, I'm, my name is Khan and I'm not a terrorist. And everyone's like, he's a terrorist. He, he said he's a terrorist. He just said he was a terrorist. Which I love. on camera and you can see that he doesn't say that. And I love the idea. Well, yeah. And later that's made it like when they're watching the camera, it's abundantly clear. And I also just love the idea that a terrorist would like in a, in a crowded area like that, just yell over and over like, I'm a terrorist. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, a they, terrorist. like they think that's how you terrorize people is by <laughs> shouting that you are a terrorist. Exactly. But as we'll see, law enforcement is is stupid and prejudiced. That is so, pretty. Oh, yeah. And every, oh, gosh, all the guys who were playing the cops and everything were terrible. Right. So, again, it's not that there's no racism or, like, prejudice in the police force. Obviously, there is. This stuff exists everywhere. So, it's going to exist in the legal system, like, the justice system, legal system, all that. Yeah. But the problem is he gets taken before a judge Mm-hmm. So, like, things are in the works. Yeah. If he's taken before a judge, he'll have a point, a court-appointed attorney by this point. The judge orders psychiatric sessions. Mm-hmm. So, he he's should be seeing a, a psychiatrist. Like, he's in the system. Like, they know he exists. Yeah. It's obviously neurodivergent. Yeah. But, like, he's also just in the system. So, like, them torturing him, like, this is Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, like, like way too hot, way too cold. Uh, like, bright lights all the time so he can't sleep. Yeah. Like, that, there's a reason that happens at very specialized prisons. Like, that's not happening to the general public. Do you know how much he could have sued the, the state for? Yeah. And it's really weird because it's like this guy thinks he's Secret Service or something. Oh, it's bizarre. He is like, why? First of all, he thinks that the way you interrogate people is shouting vague questions (laughs) while you're pacing frantically up and down a room in a suit. And he's like, why do you know so much about the president? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, he's not going to know anything secret about the president. All his stuff is going to be like easily Googleable. Right. And why, why, why do you want to meet the president? I'm like, well, a lot of people want to meet the president. That's, again, yeah. like, it's so, oh, gosh. The- Especially if you, you know, have something like autism, you might get fixated on the idea of meeting the president. Yeah, I know. This is the whole deal. But he does get released because of, well, he gets released because of some intrepid student report or young reporters. Maybe they weren't students. I don't remember. But 
one of the things they discover is that he called the tip line to report some extremists that he, well, one extremist, really, uh, that he saw at a mosque. So I will say that one of the things this movie does is it tries to show the problem from a lot of different angles. So it tries mm-hmm. to show a lot of different types of people that are involved in on both sides of this conflict, right? Yeah. And one of the things it shows is that he goes to a mosque to pray, and there is an extremist there, or someone who's trying to radicalize the people there, who um, is very willing to share both his message and a lot of his private information, his personal information, yeah. including in front of strangers that happen to show up at the mosque to pray. I mean, this man is very confident. Oh, I know. He's like, I'm very persuasive. Everyone who hears me will agree. He just shares all this personal information. I'm Dr. So-and-so. I yeah. work at this hospital. I do think that we should murder people. I mean, he doesn't ever say that, actually. No, he doesn't. And which is why I don't think he could have been arrested later. He just said that he got really angry when their women and children got killed. And yes, that's code for this guy. And yes, everybody understands that, but it's not enough to arrest him on. Yeah, your lawyer would get you out of there so fast. Yeah, exactly. And then you just go underground and then they wouldn't know where you were at all. So they wouldn't probably even try to make a move on that. Plus, I'm sure they would love to know if you were connected to, like, other terrorist groups. Well, yeah, and they want to watch the people that you're talking to. Exactly. Yeah. But he, as we find out later, he gets arrested with arrested and convicted. Yeah, (laughs) with several of his radical friends. I do think it's funny how easily the people are both swayed into radicalism and then like swayed out of it again. That's what he's trying to radicalize people on is this idea that Ibrahim was asked to sacrifice his son, and Khan is like, no. The stranger that was tempting him, like, that was the devil. And so it's it's kind of a little little bit of a religious debate. Mm-hmm. Um, which I have no reason to think isn't stuff that actually gets used yeah. for extremists. Okay, I feel like we should now talk about the hurricane. Okay, first of all, what's a hurricane? It's a really bad rainstorm. You are thinking of monsoons. <laughs> and at a certain point... It's like days, maybe like a week or more into this thing, and it's still raining and flooding. And I was like, oh, my gosh, they are showing a monsoon. Especially because one of the one of the things that was really unusual about Hurricane Harvey was how long it rained over one specific area. Mm-hmm. It um, They never do that. Yeah. Yeah. Hurricanes are in and out fast, and they wreck everything, but they, they're not long. Yeah, so one of the things about hurricanes, you know, that makes hurricanes different from really bad rainstorms is the wind speeds. Mm -hmm. In fact, that is literally how hurricanes are categorized. Yeah, it is. It's how bad they are. Right. And that's where where the damage comes. I mean, of course, there's flooding and everything like that. But, like, a lot of damage is done by the winds. So the wind speeds in this hurricane seem to be zero. Zero yeah. miles per hour. Mm-hmm. It did. Uh, the rain is just falling at just a kind of a steady pace. Yeah. It's just that it's flooding. Yeah. It, it's Except everyone's injured. Mm-hmm. And this is in the town of Wilhelmina, Georgia, which we are told has 250 people in it. And yet everyone knows where it is when it's mentioned to It them. gets name-checked on the news when it gets there. And everyone's holed up in this church that looks to be a million years old. This was such a stereotype of a small southern town. It was really hilarious. Yeah. 
And he's like, well, I have to go help them out. And I don't know how he gets there. If they can't get out, but he can get in. Tons of people can get there. And then she's like, you have to leave. And I'm like, why Why aren't you leaving? Yeah, why can't everyone leave? Yeah. There's no reason for them to be there. They're just holed up in the church. Yeah. And I mean, this could be true in monsoons too. I don't know. It's really, really dangerous to walk around in floods that happen after hurricanes because the winds break so many things that you have no idea what kind of debris is in there. And it's, you could get really, really hurt. Yeah. So, but you know, everyone, literally everybody's walking through here. No one brought a boat. That's (laughs) what happens when people get rescued after hurricanes. You're in a boat. So the other funny thing about this is, is that they seem to imply that the reason nobody is helping the people in this town is because the army is busy in Afghanistan. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah, that it's illegal to deploy the army on United States soil. Uh, they are the yeah. National Guard you can do, but not the army. Yeah, so the the fact that the U.S. is fighting a war has nothing to do with the way the army gets used. If the yeah. army, if the if the U.S. isn't fighting a war, they're still just stationed overseas or mm-hmm. on military bases here. Like they don't get used that way, Mm-mm. and <laughs> they don't. I mean, that's literally why FEMA exists. Yeah, that's the job of FEMA, and like you said, the National Guard gets helped with that. The other thing is, if this is a place that people could get into, which they easily can, clearly. Which is funny. They must be flying into Atlanta, you know, just I know, flying into Atlanta. According to the over map, there. it's right next to Atlanta, which, by the way, is way too far from the shore to get hit by a hurricane. Yeah, never gets it. Yeah. There are huge groups of rednecks that do nothing during hurricane season except go to wherever has been hit and help them rebuild. There's always people running around with little boats rescuing people. Yeah. They're organized. They know what they're doing. They're not just a group of well-meaning religious minorities. Yeah. Who <laughs> yeah. Who don't get inspired and they are to go out there. I mean, it's it's. Fun. I mean, I get what they were trying to do, but it's kind of just like somebody had rough heard a rough description of a hurricane. And what's crazy is there's so much news coverage over hurricanes. Yeah. That if you cared enough, you could easily research what hurricanes are like in the U.S., what areas they hit, and what the responses typically are. The idea that small towns would just be left to their own devices to just rebuild as on their own and get whatever medical treatment they could right. scrounge up is just kind of hilarious. Because it's really not the way that America deals with problems like that. No, and small towns have the least budget for it. Yeah. It's, um, but you know, what do we, we maybe don't know as much about Georgia as we think in the background of that Atlanta hospital, there were mountains. So, yeah, but it does eventually, of course, lead to, I, I can't believe. So this is covered on the news that he's out there somehow magically. This makes the news. And so a bunch of his, his people that he's met along the way come and help with the town. And what's crazy is that. One of the people who was 
a friend of the guy who got arrested, mm-hmm. the radicalized doctor so-and-so, saw this on the news and was like, man, I need to get out there in the middle of a hurricane to enact my revenge. So weird. Yeah. He'd been heckled too many times and he just lost it. So he showed a remarkable amount of determination and he went out there to stab Khan. Mission accomplished. There was no way out of that situation. No. I mean, you were grossly overwhelmed, especially for just bringing a knife. Right. I mean, did you he not had, have access to guns? Well, he he just had no exit plan at all. <laughs> he really didn't. The knife was just handy. Maybe he lost his gun on the way. Maybe so. He had to wade through a lot of water. Yeah, like, so it's like whatever terrorist. Yeah, it's like whatever terrorist cell you're involved in needs to get a bigger budget. Well, maybe he. I mean, maybe that was his terrorist sil- cell, and they all got arrested. Lining, silver lining for the terrorists, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> yeah. So. Khan is thankfully immediately rushed to a hospital because, again, this is just a kind of a bad rainstorm. And it's easy to get him to a hospital, even though a lot of other people needed hospitals and were not able to get there. Well, I assume that Wilhelmina was the only town that was affected by this hurricane. I, I think so. So they just rushed him to a, one of the one of the very roomy hospitals in Atlanta that had no problems taking him in. Where he received immediate medical care. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, he is reunited with his wife, which mm-hmm. we've already discussed, uh, has kind of mixed signals with that. And then uh, he finally gets to see the president who shows up post-hurricane. Old President Obama, when they first showed him, and it was like, <laughs> Senator, look at this. And he's like, hang on, I want to watch this. And it was like coverage of Khan doing something. And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> don't tell me that's Obama. And it was. It did not look like him or sound like him. Nope. Terrible. I mean, they it's were both black. It's not that hard to do an Obama impression. It's impression really either. And he just, like, didn't even <laughs> try. No. There was no yeah. effort given to that. Yeah. But, yeah, they wanted him to meet Obama and not George Bush. I don't know if it's because... I guess they, like, didn't want to imply that George Bush could be cool about it. I don't know what it was. Who knows? But I also think that this movie could have ended without him seeing the president at all. Because I I feel like him meeting the president was actually the least important thing that happened in this movie. Well, I think that's what they found out. They were like, oh, it doesn't matter. And it would have been better if they just... I mean, if they had had it... If they didn't want him to meet George Bush, then it would have been better if they'd still moved the timeline up so that it was a little more realistic. And then... Mm -hmm. Just to had it to where, oh, I don't actually have to meet the president. Because yeah, I've shown everyone exactly that our our community can rally around anybody and we're not terrorists and Right. This is again, this is the kind of more simplistic way they presented a lot of these things and it, this fits along with that. Yeah. So that's just exactly. the way it is. Oh, goodness. I feel like we've talked about this movie for a really long time. So, <laughs> I feel like we've covered a lot here. There's still yeah. a lot we could talk about if we had time. But if you, if it, all this sounds interesting to you. Uh, Check it out. Exactly. <laughs> there is a lot going on here. And again, I I really enjoyed the first third? Third, maybe? I think. Um, a kind of up until 9-11 happens. That was my favorite bit of the movie. Yeah. Because I thought the romance was really sweet. I mean, again, it is a little questionable as as to how, whether he should be getting married or not. But you know what? That's not my None judgment my call to make. So that part of the movie, at least, is really sweet. And if you want to see Shah Rukh Khan's performance, you should at least watch that yeah. much of the movie. 
So the next movie that we will be watching is called Kurban, which stars Saif Ali Khan and Kareena Kapoor, mm-hmm. and also Om Pare is in it. And which I forgot. Yeah, and that actually came Sue out. Cop? What am I? What am I saying? Om <laughs> Pare, of course, he's a cop. And that actually came out around the same time as this movie. Oh, it is about an Indian couple who. They're like professors at a university Mm -hmm. and they moved to America in to a suburb of a lot of other immigrants. And that movie is available for streaming on Netflix. So we'll see you next time on An American's Guide to Bollywood. For more of An American's Guide to Bollywood, go to guidetobollywood.com. To contact us, write us at more is more podcast at gmail.com.